Hi, this is Carla from Coffee and Hustle, and today's podcast, we're going to be discussing with Nicole Boonin. Brace yourself, the holidays are here. So are you excited about this, Nicole? I am excited about the holidays. I personally am a holiday lover, but let me tell you, this year, <laughs> it came very quickly for me. I don't know about you. Well, I mean, I think we're all kind of doing the countdown to 2020, right? I think New Year's is going to be the biggest celebration we'll see all year. Oh my gosh, yes. <laughs> so I would say definitely brace yourself for the holidays. We're going to uh, kind of go over some information for the holidays. We're going to get you ready yep. and excited. Yes. Right? So um, we're not going to do the I barely survived it this time. Please do not make me do it again <laughs> holiday. <laughs> right? Right. So, um, so Nicole, you are our social media expert. So give us a little insight on how did you become a social media manager for not just Designed by Carla, but all together. How did you get into this job? Well, thank you first for the compliment of a social media expert. That is a loaded word. I actually went to school in Pace University specifically for marketing. And I have found that I actually love finding out how to properly talk to customers on behalf of the brand. I loved from such a young age creating stories for the brand. I, I originally wanted to actually go into advertising and creating commercials for specific brands and just, just different things like that. But it kind of the world changed and it put me in social media, which gave me a different way of telling stories through social media. And I'm really glad that it kind of moved towards a storytelling type of community oriented message. And so I went into social media. I started helping small businesses. I became a small business owner myself. And I just found that I loved helping other small businesses. After I had my own small business, I was able to relate to the business owners having so many hats and also their inability to find out who their target customer is, how to talk to him or her, and what message to put out. And I think everybody is really interesting and everybody has a story. And so for me, it's an absolute pleasure to be able to help other businesses tell their stories. So you have been um, developing a skill for the last couple of years. It's, and, and you know that being with Design by Carla has it and it's changed how you have been formatting your information mm -hmm. Um Tell me that transition for you from learning the skill base and then improving it. Has that been a huge benefit for you? Yes, actually, I didn't know how important it was to continue learning. Everyone kind of thinks that once you graduate college, you're a know-it-all and you kind of got it all covered. But when you go into the workplace, it's so different. And with this industry, it's constantly changing all the time. And so I have found that with my new journey, um, with this, with my new kind of career, specifically in social media marketing, it was an always learning experience. So you you can never you can never just stay in one place and like yeah I'm good right here. I'm constantly. It's like you get comfortable with the mold that you created for yourself, and then it's like ha psych. It's time to break it. Let's let's grow. Yeah, Do more. I mean, because honestly, I mean, social media itself is just an ever-changing product. And, um, but 
there's there's a there's a lot of stuff behind that scene that we have to look at as far as you know how the how the page is performing, mm-hmm. how you're talking to your audience. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of times, clients just run out of things to say because they can they feel stuck. Mm-hmm. It's easy to talk to a client, but it's also taking that information and transforming that into the social media postings that you do today. So you have really changed and grown as an individual and you've Mm -hmm. kind of made a name for yourself um, within the company aspect. So when we talk about social media, especially the holidays, I think that's the hardest part for a lot of people. Mm -hmm. That's when people really want to ramp up their social media and they're stuck, even though they have a full year to develop it. What is the secret to creating social media calendars right now? consistency and planning ahead. Mm-hmm. Those are the two things that I've learned since I've start since I've really started my career in social media marketing and especially delving more um especially with design by Carla, I had to understand that even though social media looks impulsive, that is all really planned. Mm-hmm. And so to to plan out a calendar ahead of time to know what you're going to post and to be consistent, it lets people kind of it, it has a reliability and a dependable factor and trust value for right. people. And I think the biggest piece is knowing what to, per, to post. And a lot of clients, they they don't know how to vary their content mm-hmm. um, because it's all about really engagement mm-hmm. um, because clients really want to see how fast somebody's going to like something or share something. So they see yes. those immediate results. And so the pressure is on. Mm-hmm. Um, do you see a change in how social media is going to change in the next year? Do you feel like that next year, some po- some social medias will stand out more than others? Um, do you feel like that Facebook and their organic numbers have been dropping if they're there's a reason for that, or mm-hmm. do you feel like that we should stay on certain social medias for a reason? Well, social media is a constantly changing industry in and of itself, and each platform is kind of a different monster. And so uh, years ago, it was Facebook. Everyone had to be on Facebook. And over time, a lot of younger people, especially the Gen Z Zers, have kind of gone off Facebook because from what I understand, their parents are on it. And so they want to go to Snapchat. You know, they get their information from Snapchat now. And um, they love, of course, interacting on TikTok with one another. And so I wouldn't say that there's something that you need to commit to now per se, but you have to know where your audience is. So if you're a different type of business, if you're in retail and you want to cater to a younger demographic, consider advertising maybe on Instagram, Snapchat, and TikTok or something. But if you're service-oriented, hypothetically you do HR consulting, then maybe you want to consider staying on the professional side where business owners are on LinkedIn, on Google Business, and of course Facebook. Facebook still generates the most leads out of all social media platforms, but don't be shy to explore other strategies in the next year. Pinterest is really, really big right now, and it's its own search engine that caters to your own interests. So imagine being able to kind of delve into a whole search and a whole customized platform of things that you love. And so my advice for the next year is to not only solidify the current channels that you do have on social media, but to also be open-minded to exploring the different channels that you may not really know about, because that's where your target market may actually be 
going toward. You know, we're all moving to different social media platforms, but we you need to track them and find out where they are. Well, I think that also goes back to understanding data and um, mm -hmm. how that's relatable. And not only that, but with social media, there's like a, there's this playing atmosphere where you're not really sure, but just test it out. So mm -hmm. if you're not on certain social medias, maybe concentrate on the, the three that really drive the traffic. Mm -hmm. And if one is really not giving you what you think on return, because everybody measures value differently. Yes. Um, then maybe adding an additional one or, or, or switching over a different platform. It's, mm -hmm. it's very important to understand because really understanding where people are at based on your products and services that you sell. Right. Make a big difference. So let's get back to the holidays. Mm -hmm. We want to talk about what the holidays mean to you and what they mean to everyone outside right now with 2020. Mm -hmm. Well, and the things that we're, trying to get through, even though we're all waiting for 21, 2021 to get here. Right. I don't think it ever is, but if we can count it down right. based on happiness levels, <laughs> I think we would jump out of our shoes when you know, actually New Year's actually comes around the corner. Yes. So we have something to really celebrate. Um, I think people are just concerned about the um, what 2021 is going to give us because, mm -hmm. you know, 21. 20 was basically a slap in the face for some people. Yes. Um, so what are some of the holiday ideas that you want to talk about today? What would you, what kind of advice would you give them? Like what would be the top three or four points that you would talk about in the holiday aspect? So something that I would definitely want to kind of just throw out there for a tip for people to kind of understand and be aware of is that the holiday season, well, the shopping season is actually, it's it's here earlier. And so we're not all just kind of waiting for Black Friday now to all shop at once. A lot of big name companies are actually spreading out their Black Friday sales throughout the whole month, which um, I think is a lot more convenient for a lot of people. It also has a lot to do with everything that went on this year. And I know a lot of people don't want to be in a congested area together. And so it's starting earlier. So do you know the where Black Friday came from? Do you do you know that information? Do you do you know the history of Black Friday? No, give me your fun facts. <laughs> give me your fun facts. I love fun facts. <laughs> I like history. I love and the way the way we've changed um, the way we've changed things over the years. It's like it's so crazy. But if you think about um, Black Friday and even actually Cyber Monday. Um, that is that all came back from like the 1980s when they saw a when they referred to the idea when the books went from red to black. And so that's where they see an increase in Thanksgiving sales after Thanksgiving sales. Everybody wanted to go shopping. Mm -hmm. So that's where the word Black Friday came from was, you know, the increase of sales during that time. Got and it. then um, then then, of course, Internet came. Yeah. Right. Computers. Yes. Um, and then that's where Cyber Monday came into those factors. So if you hear the history um, on why we use certain terms to relate to certain sales, that's probably where all that's coming from. So um, that's where they saw, I think, with Cyber Monday, they said back in 2005, right? Mm -hmm. They saw a spike of like 77% on Monday. So that's where Cyber Monday came from. Hmm. So that's where some of your history comes from. I think it's really important. Like you said, mm -hmm. right? 
a lot of real, realtors, I mean, realtors, uh, real estate, they're, they're looking at already producing Black Friday sales right now because mm-hmm. this, you know, the year has been kind of like almost a level or it's, it's had its ups and downs, right? Yes. So they're really trying to get out these sales. So what are some of the key things that people need to put in mind? Like, what do they need to think about when it comes to social media? Like, what are the those things that they need to do? So if you are a real, ta- a real you got me. <laughs> yep. I'm a realtor. I mean, I'm a realtor. See, look. Oh, this word. Blah, blah, blah. Okay. If you are in retail sales yeah. or you're trying to promote a product or a service this year, um, you if you are a small business as well, you do have an advantage. A lot of people in the community are really seeking to promote small businesses and local businesses. So please make sure that you blast that to the world. Let people know your story and make sure that your online shopping experience is really, really good. Um, So it's it's gotta be about the customer's journey yeah. Right? So reaching out to those previous customers too, uh-huh. getting those testimonials, what see what their customer experience yeah. has been all about, mm-hmm. relating that back out to the people that are potentially going to buy from you. Yeah. Um, community involvement. I yeah. think it's really, really important right now because yes. it's all about combining together, mm-hmm. um, reaching out to other people and seeing if you can feed off of them. And I think that's really important. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a, it's, it's a great way to, kind of get it with some people that have got more of a visual than you do mm-hmm. and working together and being related to each other at right. the same time. Just supporting each other. You know, it's, it's, it works, it's, it works both ways. Yeah. Well, if you think about, you know, I think a lot of times people have too many strategies mm-hmm. um, and, and I think that if you simplified it, right. So right. if you've simplified the strategy, of just like, what is my service? What is my products? Mm-hmm. What do I really want to get out there from front of people? Right. Also reaching out to that retaining audience, mm-hmm. people that have already bought from you. And right. what's, what is a great way to do that? Um, sending out email newsletters is a great way to stay connected with your loyal customers or your current customers. At the end of the day, they've already bought a product or service from you and they've signed up for your newsletters. So I would say it's a great way to stay connected. Hey, this is what's going on with us. Hey, did you know this is what's happening or upcoming events? Definitely. Yeah. I think newsletters, I think there's almost like a 40% return in value when you send out a newsletter because people, you're staying in front of the customers that have already committed themselves to you. Mm -hmm. um, And they saying, yes, I want to know more about your services. And and if you're not doing a newsletter, that's something you might want to consider for next year, maybe planning that out next year. Yes. So even if you've got a subscriber base of maybe a hundred thinking, okay, my goal next year, I might want to add another couple hundred. Mm -hmm. Um, And that needs to be organic. You do not need to buy a newsletters list. No. Um, Because then you don't want to become a a spammer. Yeah. Um, Because you can get blacklisted. um, And and the people that you really want to get to Mm -hmm. may have got you blocked. And so you want to be very careful about your newsletter subscriptions. You want to make sure that they're very authentic and organic. That's great advice. Um, So do not go out and buy a list of subscribers just because you feel like you've got to get your name out there they can block you and then right. you're not able to send one at all that's so true that's very true um and i think the other part is just staying real um mm-hmm. transparency is very important mm-hmm. people want to know you're real that they can trust you trust trust value and buying from you is very important so right. 
uh, if you can tell that story right. um, about your company or your team, mm -hmm. getting your team involved, yes, I think is important too. Getting your team and telling your story is really crucial, but something that we do want to make sure that you know as well is that you, you've attracted customers, you've piqued their interest, so now what? You know, Carla, you're the website guru. You yeah, know. I think that's, uh, and also looking at your website. Yeah. But then again, you're waiting to the last minute to do that, and you're going to be in a rush to make all those changes. Mm -hmm. um, if you've not been doing that, what, three, two or three months prior to the holidays, um, you may not get those results SEO wise um, right. that you expect because it takes a while um, because you're waiting for the site to be spidered or searched. Mm. Um, and then, you know, you're kind of waiting on the system to, to to do those things when you could have been working on that, you know, three to six months prior. So yeah. sometimes like being a little bit proactive in the SEO aspect. Um, also, if you were doing a Google AdWords campaign, mm. um, rushing to do that is really not a good idea um, because, you know, you're you're kind of playing with your audience. You don't know who you're really talking to. Mm -hmm. um, so usually AdWords campaigns, unless you've already got them established, um, you may want to wait till the first of the year to do that. Now, Facebook ads, they're still very strong versus Facebook boosting ads. So there's the difference between those two. Do you know the difference between a boosting ad and a Facebook ad? No, please tell me. So the, the difference between those two is very important because um, on a Facebook ad, you can control the cost per click mm -hmm. versus a boosting ad. And, and you can actually simplify your audience. Um, and a boosting ad is a very quick so you can put $10 and just see how fat, how far those impression rates look like when mm -hmm. it comes to the audience that you're trying to target. Right. But um, there's so many restrictions on Facebook ads right now. It mm -hmm. may be really hard for some people to actually just boost an ad that's not, you know. But hopefully now that the political campaigns are over, right? Um, maybe there will be room to run some of these ads that you're wanting to do on Facebook. Those are not guaranteed sales. No. So um, honestly, you're, those are hit and miss. Right. So even though you've got a lot of traffic going to your website, doesn't mean that those are real true buyers. Mm -hmm. um, because we do know the difference between a female persona versus a male persona. And females are three times longer on, on social media than males are wow. versus the search engine. So there's some things that you have to kind of finagle when it comes to your holidays it's all about strategy it's all about that <laughs> and data understanding yes. the data yes you can't develop data. a strategy without the data right yeah and i think that that's important for clients to understand is that really what's working don't wait till the christmas holidays to figure that out mm -hmm. i think a lot of times people wait to the last minute going oh my gosh because they they're on the struggle bus um right. they're not thinking um months ahead and mm -hmm. not that you've got to completely develop a a calendar of social media, but you got to know what works for your audience. Right. Um, that's really, really important. So what are some of the things holiday wise, social media postings? What did, the, what does people need to do? In terms of the clients? Yes. Like, like how do I get, how, if I was coming to you right now mm -hmm. and I said, Nicole, create me a calendar. What would you say you would do? I would vary the content throughout the week and I would have a lot of storytelling in the content. And I would also let people know exactly what my promotions are and get straight to the point. We're not going, it's um, this rule that my 10th grade teacher taught me. She's like, it's the kiss rule. And she said, excuse my language, keep it simple, stupid is what she said. Cause we had to write essays, but it was a great, it was a great, um, 
it was great advice to kind of just let us know that there isn't there isn't more weight in a lot of fluffery. Keep it simple, keep it straight to the point, let people know who you are, what you're about, what your products and services are, who your team is, what kind of service they're gonna get, what your priorities are, and what the promotions are for the holiday season. Yeah, so a lot of times this might be the good time when you start building those loyalty programs or referral mm -hmm. programs so that you could reach out to those that have already purchased out to you and build that kind of referral program that's already established with you. Mm -hmm. So I think that's really important. So communication, yes. um, if you're not able to do it right by yourself, if you can't think outside the box, mm -hmm. then hiring somebody just for a couple months might actually be really good or yes. buying pre-made calendars that have give you some of the ideas that you might be looking for some of right. the, so that you can vary that content. Exactly. Um, and so you're kind of thinking a little bit more in the creative side. Yes. So. I mean, I really do commend business owners that are running their business and running their social media platforms because in you, in all in every retrospect and every aspect of social media in it of itself, it is a full-time job. And so you have to plan ahead. You have to strategize ahead. You have to know when you're posting and you have to act like it's, it looks very natural in order to not seem to promo-y. Yeah. So. And it's important also to make sure that you're using very popular hashtags mm -hmm. um, and tagging other businesses in your postings are really important too. I mean, cross-referencing your content yes. to other social medias um, in your platform. And mm -hmm. it's okay to share other people's content on your stuff too. Don't you it, feel? Oh, it's, I think it's encouraged. You know, mm -hmm. if you share something from another business or local organization, you know, they, they, they can share and support your things as in your, your promotions and things about your business as well. Yeah. So, yeah. so what were the things that you, you posted the other day about social media? So do, does people even know what curated content means? Like, do you understand what that means? Like creating content that base off of, um, you know, when it comes to certain criteria, things that people are looking for, like evergreen content, things like that. I mean, creating some of those natural components of things that people know there's like a strategy and posting so that there's like a promo and a quote in a testimonial that that's that aspect of curated content. So just so you know that these words that we're using, right. It's nothing new. It's the right. same stuff. They just give it a different term yes. and they organize it a little bit differently. Right. 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 Um, so so. And that's and I think that's important to people understanding just because it has a new term. Look it up and see what it means, because like even nostalgic content. Yes. So nostalgic content is actually really we're living in. um a community or in a world right now where we love reliving our childhood days in the past because we don't realize how many great memories lie in the past that we have. And so what I do know is that nostalgia marketing will be very important, especially for the next year. And this is relatable because we all kind of watch the same cartoons growing up, ate the same cereals, and it's really fun to kind of revisit it and share it because it's relatable. Mm -hmm. Like what? You watch Rugrats too? Like <laughs> yeah. in the morning? Yes. Me too. And I'm all about the 80s music. Yes. I mean, I, I mean come on. We all love the 80s. I mean, we 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 have to say the 80s rocked probably every <laughs> if you if you broke it down, the 80s rocked. And so for us at our age, I think the 80s is so relatable because yes. that was nostalgic for us. Mm -hmm. And um, you know, and we bring back memories of things that we've done not only 
you know, for our clients, but also for um, the things that we've done in our own past. And so it's relatable. Yes. It's relatable content and it's, it's evergreen. So it's, it's real, it's transparent and it creates that loyalty between you and a potential client. It's mm -hmm. recognizable. And so that's really important. I actually did notice something else that there um, were a couple more predictions for the next year. And something that was very interesting to me was that a lot of some of the content is going to be very meme edic focus. And so I don't know. I think it's the same. You and I share memes with each other all time. Oh, yeah. We love that kind but, of stuff. But we're not the only ones. Did <laughs> right. you know that? Because I didn't. And apparently there are a lot of people sharing memes all the time. And Just so be careful, though. Yes. <laughs> don't don't get meme crazy. You can do memes that are funny and humorous. Um, but I know some people have dark sense of humor, but you know what I mean? Play it safe. But a lot of just adding humor that is also relatable, it, it, it's relatable to people too. Yeah. And so adding humor and in, into your content doesn't make you unprofessional. Yeah. Remember, it makes you relatable. So think about that too. I think people these days need to be happy. They need to be, they need things that make them happy. Yeah. Right. Because the social stress and the anxiety that we've been through this year mm -hmm. have that we can all say we relate to that. Right. Yes. We can all benefit knowing the fact that we've all kind of went through the same thing together right. this year. Mm -hmm. But I think that's what's gotten us through is some of the humor that we can share, too. Yes. Right. Because I think laughter you know, brings creates, people together. Yeah, brings people together. Just back to going right back to that circle of community. Community yes. is important. So and important. now and ever, you know, there's going to be a lot of people without jobs. There's mm -hmm. going to be people that are hurting business wise. Yes. And we have to build a community of information that helps each other um, in building each other in the present. So I think social media can be a positive thing. Yes. And not so much of a negative thing. Mm -hmm. But if you don't want to watch it, you don't want to see it, turn it off. Because yes. I think social media can be an overload too. It yes, as a person who actually works as a social media, you know, it has is works in social media in her career. It is it can be overwhelming, and I sometimes have to just cut myself off. I'll set a certain time in the day to just log off, and that's it. I don't revisit it until the next day. It's actually very refreshing. Yeah. And I think it's really important to take a break mm -hmm. um, when you feel overwhelmed in your social media aspect, especially during the holidays. We yes. already got the stresses of getting family together and cooking foods and and all the things that were going on, mm -hmm. sometimes taking a break from your social media. But I can tell you the number one rule is that spend a, a day out of the week just to work on your social media calendar, mm -hmm. um, schedule things ahead of time, even if it's two or three days out. Um, think about all the things, write it down on a piece of paper. I think the best thing is like one of the things that I like watching is the guy from Shark Tank. I can't think of his name off the time. I think he's called Mr. Millionaire. Mm -hmm. um, but anyways, he has a really good method. And I do this well is I take a post-it note and I write down the three things that I want to get accomplished the next day. And mm -hmm. that is what I focus on in the mornings. It's just those three things that are very important. And if I feel like I can get those three things done, mm -hmm then I can move on to other tasks or, you know, you feel a sense of accomplishment. Right. I right. think that a lot of people kind of didn't feel that way anymore. This year has been like, almost like we've been, we've kind of stopped yes. and had to pivot the word pivots there. Yeah. Um, but I think that if we continue to focus on the drive and going focus forward, mm -hmm. 
uh, no matter what our curves and blocks that we've been approached on. Yes. Um, I think that that is feeling accomplished and focus is very important this year for social media. Yeah, I think it's a I think it's great advice, especially to end the year. You mm-hmm. know, feeling accomplished is really important. The holiday season without everything that happened this year is already a stressful time period. But uh, with the determination and with the just kind of like accountability and sense of accomplishment, there is a silver lining in it. And so I definitely agree. Well, I want to say come to the conclusion that this is going to be toward the end of our uh, podcast. But we're going to do a lot more of these social media SEO kind Mm -hmm. of of the conversations that we're looking for. So uh, thank you for joining us, Nicole. Thank you for having me. So we want to pick your brain on some more knowledgeable information throughout this year. Um, So follow us on the Coffee and Hustle podcast and get ready. The holidays are here. Thank you for joining us and we'll see you again soon. See ya.